is time for History Matters. We are joined in the studio by Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, for our first look back in 2024 at This Week in History. Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year to you, Aaron. I feel like we should have rocking chairs. I remember when. (laughs) Except that I can't sit in a rocking chair. I've got to be energetic and stand up (laughs) for the whole show. I don't think there's enough room right in here. Um, (laughs) Wait till we get the permanent studio, though. That's right. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. since last year. The I know, only it's time been a we while. can say this joke, yeah, <laughs> yep. if we can call it that. Um, <laughs> this is, <laughs> you know, uh, January 1st is, uh, as is, we think of it as New Year's, but actually uh, up until around the 18th century, uh, the New Year's was celebrated in March, March 25th, right. uh, around the time it's uh, the, the spring, spring solstice, spring equinox. Right. Yeah, equinox, so yeah, sorry. which makes and more sense. Well, so does. that that does make more sense. It also makes more sense for the first of the year to be the first day of a month. Right. Like if we could make the equinox the first day of March or April or whatever, then I'm fine with that day being the first of the year. That just kind of makes sense. Well, but what made as it, it is, confusing was that uh, Great Britain was operating under the Julian calendar for so long. And you had parts of Europe under Gregorian calendar, and it's around 1752 that uh, uh, that England says, "Oh, we should really switch." And suddenly, there's days added, and not only that, but they start looking at going. Well, when is New Year's? And it's all over the place. Yep. it's March 25th, January, and so Great Britain says, "Okay, it's going to be January 1st," and that starts a, a trend <laughs> that we have continued uh, ever since. But it's also a day. Uh, in 1863, when the Emancipation Proclamation went into effect, it was actually written in eight, uh, September of 1862, but uh, it finally was issued, and that granted freedom uh, to anyone who was enslaved in the states under rebellion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be enlarged, of course, with the 13th Amendment in 1865. Uh, but also, uh, this is a year um, when we see some other things happen, especially this week. And we would be remiss if we didn't uh, mention that January 5th, uh, 1893, is when Elizabeth uh, Cotton was born uh, as one of the premier and well-regarded blues uh, players and musicians. But, you know, it's an interesting story, and you know this, so I'm not telling you anything new Mm. about Libba Cotton. But here she grows up, and she really has a hankering for playing an instrument, saves up money, gets a guitar— and takes it, and then she marries. Uh, she has a daughter, gets involved in church activities, and life gets in stuff, the way. That's it. Yeah. And it all kind of goes, and you might have said, and she lived happily ever after. And we have never have heard from her except for when a child gets lost in a department store. She's by this working time. in the department store. Yes, yep, and yep. she's in Washington, D.C., and uh, she helps the child reunite with her mother, who happens to be related to the Seeger family. <laughs> and their mother offers her a job. She says, okay, that sounds fine. She gets to raise P.S. P- not knowing no. that she's, like, secretly <laughs> this, this blues legend. No. Yeah. Not at all. And, they, of course, there's music to all be. over the place. She kind of starts taking up the guitar again, relearns it. And then it's when uh, one of the sons hears this and goes, oh, my gosh. And right when the folk singing 
festivals were just really coming into their own in the 60s is when she, in her 60s herself, uh, gets rediscovered or discovered for the first time. Mm. And, of course, Freight Train itself it gets recorded all over the place. And some people said, oh, it's somebody else who did it because other people are, are doing that before finally the Seeger family helps uh, establish that, no, Libba Cotton is the one who does it. It's a great proof that you are never too old to do something new. And when we come into the New Year's, we think of New Year's resolutions. Well, maybe it's something you've had a a latent talent that you haven't done before. And you said, hey, let's try this. And you never know where that's going to come. And talking about overcoming challenges, like just yes. the the challenge of being left-handed and only having access to a right-handed guitar and having to learn the whole thing right. upside down. That's like, right. And and people have for starters, how did she play that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you haven't heard her music, uh, tune in to, of course, WCHL, which always plays the greatest, best music, uh, or look it up, and you can hear her great. Uh, great music herself speaking with uh with scott washington history matters uh we got time for like three more okay so, yep. um another one happens this week uh, uh jeanette redone picard not john luke picard but <laughs> jeanette uh, picard uh, born in 1895 this week january 5th um and she really likes flying again these these women who have these visions of doing something different uh in 1934 um, she not only qualifies as a, the first women, a woman uh, balloonist, but she actually goes into the stratosphere almost 11 miles up in a balloon. <laughs> now we think of this is the week when Amelia Earhart takes her first flight lesson mm-hmm. after going up for just a fun ride. And she says, oh, this is this is what I want to do. And so uh, this week is when she actually takes her first lesson. And this is the week when uh, – Jean Picard, Jeanette Picard, uh, actually takes flight in 1934. Pretty nice. amazing. Yeah. Almost 11 miles up and the first person to do that. you got to uh, do something during the Depression. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is one way to look up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing. Um, so I think those are the kind of things that I, I like to celebrate. Also, this is the week when we remember uh, Solomon Northup, uh, who was born in uh, 1807. Uh, and uh, this week, uh, and well, not he wasn't born this week, but what happened is he's born in July of 1807, but, uh, and probably, again, one of those people that we would never have heard from. Um, he had uh, studied law. He had, uh, was in uh, New York, and then he get, gets an offer uh, uh, to be a traveling musician. So he says, well, that sounds fine. Come, comes down to Washington, not realizing that it is also subject uh, to possibly uh, him being a, uh, a person who could be kidnapped. And he was. He was taken to the Deep South. He is enslaved and treated as an enslaved person and finally escapes this week on January 3rd, 1853, mm. regains his freedom. But it's one of those cases, and then writes about it. Uh, this is before the Civil War, but again, uh, leads, uh, lends a credence to this idea of what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And again, freedom is that universal cry. And that's why this week, if I can end on one last note. One more, yeah. Uh, that is... Um, that happens on uh, this week in 1941. I was I was hoping you were going to yes, end with, yeah, January yeah. January 6th, 1941. This is well before, uh, almost um, a year before, um, the, it'll be December uh, 1941 when we have Pearl Harbor. But in January, 
the storm clouds are looming over Europe, and it's FDR who's the one, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who gives a speech to Congress, and he lays out the four freedoms that he thinks not only defines Americans, but he says these are the aspirations of people around the world. Freedom from want, freedom from fear, uh, freedom of worship, and freedom of speech. And those become the motifs that uh, uh, Norman Rockwell paints to. Uh, they are part of who we are. And when we look at a new year, ask yourself, what are your, what's your vision for this new year? Uh, what new heights do you plan to go to? And uh, just hold on because the best is yet to come. And that's why history matters. Scott Washington, thank you so much. Thank you.